Well, welcome back to the Walk as Jesus Walk podcast series. And in today's message, we're going to focus on what Jesus said concerning the end of days and concerning his return and why it is that those of us who are in Christ need to be diligent in keeping watch, being alert, and not falling away. There are many things happening in the world today that cause many people to believe, hey, Jesus could come back at any time. Well, this is true. But Jesus gave us some specific things that we need to be alert and keep watch for, and that those things will cause us to know that it's the season, not necessarily the day or the hour, but it's the season for his return. Now, we know that in these end days, when it starts to get closer, that it will be a very trying time. There will be many people who will have to sacrifice their very lives for the name of Jesus. And conversely, there will be many people who will fall away and flee from Christ because they want to save their lives in this world. And although they might even be part of the kingdom of heaven, once challenged because of the name of Christ, they'll fall away. It says so in the scriptures. And so it's going to be a very catastrophic time for those who lose heart, who don't keep watch, who don't stay alert. In Matthew chapter 10, Jesus said, you know, behold, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. He was talking to his disciples, which we who are in Christ are his disciples. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves, but beware of men. For they will hand you over to their councils and flog you in their synagogues. Jesus said, on my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they hand you over, I don't want you to worry about how to respond or what to say. Just let them take you. Don't worry about what to say. Because in that hour, you will be given what to say, Jesus said, for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. That's a very big shame for those who claim to be in Christ, but don't have the Holy Spirit, because they will fall away. They will flee, because there's nothing that's going to keep them to stay. It's those who are truly in Christ that have the Holy Spirit that have the opportunity to just trust and by faith continue to follow Jesus. However, many will fall away. And Jesus goes on to say uh, that at that point, brother will betray brother even to death, and a father his child. Children will rise against their parents and will have them put to death. You'll be hated by everyone because of my name, Jesus said. But the one who perseveres to the end will be saved. The one who does not cower, that does not fall away, the one that continues to follow Jesus will be saved. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, we learn that as Jesus was leaving the temple, 
his disciples came up to him and they pointed out magnificent buildings. Wow, look how beautiful this is. They were just in awe of what was built there. Well, Jesus then said, do you see all these things? He's talking now about worldly things. Truly, I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. That was prophetic, and that happened. While Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples then came to him privately. They wanted to know. They said, tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Now he's talking, they're asking, when will days end? When will you return? And at that point, Jesus said, see to it that no one deceives you. And there are people today who are trying to deceive. There are false prophets. There are people who are claiming falsely that they know when Jesus will return. They know the day and the hour. And you know, if Jesus said that they they won't because they'll deceive you, then you got to know they're lying. And so what did Jesus go on to say? He says, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Christ, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Have faith. These things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then they will deliver you over to be persecuted and killed. And you will be hated by all nations because of my name. I mean, Jesus was telling it the way it is, that those who are truly in Christ, I'm not talking about churchgoers, I'm talking about Christ followers, spirit-filled believers who follow Jesus daily, those folks are hated. They're hated by all people in this world. And Jesus said, do not be alarmed. At that time, Jesus said, many will fall away. Well, we know Jesus doesn't lie. Many will fall away. At one point, they were following him, and they will fall away. And they will betray and hate one another. They will turn one another in. And many false prophets will arise and mislead many. Because of the multiplication of wickedness, which we know that it's multiplying year by year, the love of most will grow cold. Then Jesus says again, but the one who perseveres to the end will be saved. And then he goes on to say this gospel of the kingdom, that you can have eternal life in Christ if you follow him every day of your life. That if you pick up your cross daily and sacrifice your life in this world to follow Jesus and diligently serve his kingdom, that gospel will be preached in all the world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So then he goes further and he says, when you see standing in the holy place, the abomination of desolation described by the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand, then let those who are in Judea 
flee to the mountains. Now he's talking about the Antichrist. And he's clearly saying that once you can see him, when you see him standing in the holy place. So guess what? This isn't going to happen like at the very beginning of what was called a tribulation period. That's a one-week period, or it's seven years in essence, seven days, meaning seven years. Well, it says right here, once you see him standing, well, what did Daniel say? In Daniel 9.27, he stated, and he will confirm a covenant with many for one week. That's the, the seven years. But in the middle of the week, that would be three and a half years, he will put an end to sacrifice and offering, and on the wing of the temple will come the abomination that causes desolation until the decreed destruction is poured out upon him. So we know that those who are truly in Christ are going to see this. So all these people who are sitting here in myth, myth it's like mythology, mythically arguing with one another. Well, I think it's free, mid, or post-tribulation. All we know is that when we see somewhere in the middle of the week that the abomination of desolation sits in the holy place, wow, God's wrath is ready to come upon this world. Well, Jesus continued. He said, let no one on the housetops come down to retrieve anything from his house, and let no one in the field return for his cloak. How miserable those days will be for pregnant and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will be with not in the winter or on the Sabbath. For at that time, there will be great tribulation. So now we know the tribulation is upon us, upon this world. The wrath of God is going to come. He says it's unmatched from the beginning of the world until now and never to be seen again. If those days had not been cut short, nobody would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there he is, don't believe it. For false Christ and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders. These are going to be supernatural, spiritual encounters that are not from God, and they will be, be performed for many to see, great signs and wonders that would deceive even the elect, if that were possible. See, that I have told you all of this in advance. So if they tell you, there he is in the wilderness, don't, do not go out there. Or here he is in the inner rooms, don't believe it. For just as the lightning comes from the east and flashes as far from the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. And when he comes, he will take his bride, and he will take his bride off of this world. That is his church. That is all of those who are alive in Christ who have not fallen away. He will take them off the earth. So will be the coming of the man. He says, for just as the lightning comes from the east and flashes far to the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever there is a carcass, there will be vultures, and they will gather immediately after the tribulation of those days. The sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars 
will fall from the skies and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. God's wrath will be poured out on this earth. And at that time, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. All the tribes of the earth will mourn. Wow. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call. And then they will gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the heavens, from one heaven to another. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree, Jesus says. As soon as its branches become tender and they sprout leaves, well, you know that it's going to be summer. Summer is near. So also, when you see all these things, all these things I spoke of, you will know that he is near, right at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Jesus said this. Jesus said, when we those who are in Christ see the abomination of desolation in the holy place somewhere midweek, what people call the tribulation period, that seven-day period, which is actually seven years. Somewhere in there, we're going to see that. When we see that, we better be ready because God is ready to pour his wrath out on this earth, but we will be spared from that wrath because when that hour comes, the bride will come for the for the or for the uh, the bride, and bride is the church, the body of Christ, and he will gather us up with him. He goes on to say, oh, "This is this is really telling. There are many who have falsely prophesied um, about when Christ will return. I, I've already said that, but what did Jesus say? Jesus said in Matthew twenty four. No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. So don't listen to these false prophets. Don't listen to these teachers who are selling books and making lots of money and tickling the ears of so many people who are so worried about their souls, but they're not following Jesus. They're not seeking Jesus for everlasting life. They're seeking their churches. They're, they're seeking their teachers. They're seeking something else to follow because they're not willing to sacrifice their life or lose their life in this world to follow Jesus. So Jesus continues. He says, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be with the coming of the man. For in the days before the flood, while Noah was building the ark, People were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, right up to the day that Noah entered the ark. And they were oblivious until the flood came and swept them all away. So it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken. The other will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other one left. Then Jesus says, therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day of which the Lord will come. It could be any minute 
we know that it could come back at any time. There's going to be signs, and we're going to see them. Jesus told us, but we need to be ready. We need to keep watch. But understand this. Jesus said if the homeowner had known in which watch of the night that the thief was coming, well, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. For this reason, you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour you do not expect. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of his household to give the others their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Who is tending to the harvest? Who is serving the kingdom? Who is living his life for Christ daily? Who picks up his cross to follow Jesus daily and seeks to do the will of the Father? Jesus said, truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose that that servant is wicked and says in his heart, you know, my master will be away a long time. And he begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards, goes back to living in the world, falls away. Then he will be, he will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is what Jesus said. He's talking about the difference between the kingdom of heaven and the lake of fire, where all those will go whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life or have been blotted out from the Lamb's book of life, those who have fallen away and chosen the way of this world. Now, throughout the Gospels, Jesus gives us many illustrations of what the kingdom of heaven is like. So here's one in Matthew 25, right after Jesus spoke about what will happen in the end days and what to watch for. So Jesus said, at that time, the kingdom of heaven, at that time, meaning when he will return, will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and they went out to meet the bridegroom. We're waiting on Jesus. We're um, 10 virgins who are bridesmaids waiting on Jesus. Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. Now, the foolish ones, they took their lamps, but they didn't take along any extra oil. But the wise ones not only took their their flasks or their, their lamps, but they took oil in flasks along with their lamps. But when the bridegroom was delayed, they all, all 10 of them, became drowsy and fell asleep. So in other words, they weren't keeping watch. They were tired and they had fallen asleep. However, it says at midnight, the cry rang out, here is the bridegroom, because we don't know. Jesus will come at a time we do not know. Come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and they trimmed their lamps. They got them ready. Well, the foolish one said to the wise, whoa, give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. We don't have enough oil. No, the wise one said, or there will not be enough for both of us. 
for both you and us. Now, it was important when the bridegroom came, especially at night, to get his bride, that the the maids would light their candles, their lamps, and they would light the way all the way back to the bridegroom's house because it was dark and they needed that light. And so now the five wise ones said, no, 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 no. We know what our instruction is. We are going to light the way back to the bridegroom's home. We won't have enough ourselves. So they said, instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy it, now this is so important to grasp, while they were on their way to buy it, the bridegroom arrived. So they're off back in the world looking how to fill their lamps with oil. But the bridegroom came. And when he came, those who were ready, those who kept watch, those who had oil and their flasks were full, they went in with him to the wedding banquet. And the door was shut. Well, later, the other versions, the five foolish ones who didn't keep watch, who went back and, and just kind of lived their lives in the world, who weren't following Jesus, and they came back and they said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. They're banging on the door. The feast is happening. Lord, open the door for us. But you know what? He replied, truly, I tell you, I do not know you. And then Jesus said, therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour that I will return. It's so important for us to realize that we need to be spirit-filled. That's the oil in the flask. We need to be diligently doing our Father's work, doing the Lord's work. Far too many today who once had plenty of oil that Jesus spoke of have now allowed their lamps to run dry. Well, we must all be alert and ready because the Lord could return at any time. And we may end up left out of heaven and told to depart from me. I do not know you. If we don't keep our oil. Now, I don't know about you, but salvation in Christ is everything. It's not a one-time event. It's not something that we, we falsely relish because we were told if we pray and all we have to do is go and be baptized in the church and we're going to heaven. We were told nonsense because that's not what Jesus taught. Jesus taught that we need to be alert, we need to keep watch, we need to be about our Father's business, just as he was about his Father's business. We can't play a, some kind of a compromised salvation game only to be locked out in the end. No, who says this? Jesus says this. I'm not saying this. I am the messenger. I'm speaking the words that Christ gave us. Well, this that I just shared was just a glimpse of what you can learn from the scriptures concerning the end of days, concerning the return of the Lord. 
Now, you can find in the description of this podcast the YouTube link to a 10-part series that's titled End of Days, Keep Watch. In this series, there's a focus on things such as signs of the times. What did Jesus really say concerning the end days? And we've shared some of it here. Why we must keep watch. And once again, we've we've hit on that. The rapture of the, the body of Christ that so many people are so confused about. The importance of the Galilean wedding tradition that Jesus had in so much of his teachings, including what we shared here with the ten virgins, ten five being wise and five being foolish, the prophecies from Daniel 12. And finally, in this series is a chapter-by-chapter look into the book of Revelation, uh, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so you can find that uh, in the description of this podcast. So thus, in closing, it's essential for us to know the truth concerning the return of the Lord and why we must keep watch for his return. Understanding this truth and being diligent in our lives to keep oil in our flasks and be ready for his return will help keep us on the path, on that narrow road, that narrow path that leads to the narrow gate as we learn to walk as Jesus walked.